Hello and welcome to No Low Time, episode 35. My name is Obed Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joya. Hey guys, welcome to No Low Time. It's good to be back with you, Obed, here on the show. And uh, man, the rumor mill just keeps on going. I know. Uh, uh, we were just talking about this. It's like half of the stuff that we're going to talk about today is going to be mostly rumors. So spoiler slash rumor alert. Take it with yeah. a grain of salt. Uh, but we are going to talk about some things that were reported that are uh, accurate. Um, but we do like to get into these rumor mill kind of thing because it's it's pretty exciting, Joe. And it's funny to think, too, is like you said this, I think, on the last episode when we were talking about something we had spoken a few episodes ago and then we saw it come to pass. It's like we're kind of prophetic on the show, dude. Like we talk <laughs> about this stuff. that's like rumors, maybe kind of and then say, hey, we think this might happen. And then you never know. So it's always fun to dive deep into it. Yeah, the that that last hit was actually pretty good because I said it without actually seeing news or anything or articles or speculation. So it was just, you know, what I thought was going to happen and it sort of kind of happened. So, exactly. um, you know, you, you guys, you guys better tune in and check this out because I think we're doing pretty okay. Right, Joe? <laughs> yeah, man. I think, I think we're, we're, we're doing solid. I mean, if you're jumped into this new year, we hit 2018 off with a bang and I'm so excited for the future of the show, but I mean, it's, we have some fun times on the show. It's, it's a must watch each episode. Definitely. Uh, Joe, let's jump right in. Uh, I know that we didn't have much of a, of a week. We've been uh, pretty busy with, you know, life and work and the such. So um, let's let's jump right into what happened um, sort of last week and then uh, move into some of the reporting. Uh, Joel, what do you think of that Venom trailer or teaser teaser trailer that showed up last week? It's exactly what you just said, a teaser trailer. Um, it's And that's what you expect from the first look of the film. Look, coming into this movie, we knew nothing. Uh, we knew, all we knew is that the actor that's starring, Tom Hardy, we understood the director, very much questions. I've been someone who's been known on the record on this show for questioning um, the vision behind this this movie, like what, what directions they're trying to go, what the main storyline synopsis is, you know, it has to be an origin, but which way are they pulling? Uh, of course, we we wouldn't know nothing until we actually saw some footage, and that's what we got with this trailer. Just so happened to be right before, right after we had already recorded the episode from last week. So yeah, honestly, I think it's a good trailer. Um, I I don't think it's a great trailer, but it does actually. It made me more inclined to want to see this movie than I was actually prior. Like the mm. way I felt prior, I knew deep down inside, like I'm gonna go seeing this movie. But I wasn't. It wasn't like had me where I felt like I had to run out opening weekend to watch it. That's how I felt with this trailer. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna make some time to make sure that I see this movie. Now, here's the thing with me saying that. It's like we, I got enough of a taste of the movie to say that I'm on board with the direction they're going, but it gave me more questions. Like it left me asking a lot more. And that's the intentions behind a teaser trailer is to tease the movie, not give, give it all away. Um, but I do think there was some things that were missing that I would have liked. I actually wanted to see something with the symbiote. It's a little bit actually concerning to me that we don't have anything to have seen with it. 
I didn't want an action sequence or anything of that nature, but I wanted to see a little bit of motion of some at some level, more than just it coming through his body, you know, whatever. Um, so there, that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a concern for me because the movie could look fine like this, and then, you know, and I'm sure we'll end up seeing something. Uh, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I'm hopeful that we'll end up seeing something more of the symbiote before this movie actually comes out. But you know, I, the last thing we want is that it's like not something that looks good for whatever reason. And obviously Sony's good with their CG and I'm not trying to question that, but if a decision was made from any standpoint, that's just, it's, it's important. The look of Venom is important um, just as much as the story, because you're trying to communicate something through the way this character's physical attributes are. Um, Tom Hardy's a great actor. I'm not going to question him. I'm not going to question the designers, but what, what their, whatever decision or cycle they, they decide to go with, I'll be very fascinated to see. But um, regardless of that, the space stuff, I mean, like, exactly what I'm hopeful for. So if Spider-Man makes a cameo, I don't need to know that in the trailer. And I think he will, but I don't need to know that. So it gave me enough to make me happy. But, Obed, I'm curious to see what you felt about this because I know you're pretty hyped on Venom. Uh, probably more than me. I'm more of a Spidey guy. But what's your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I think, I think the trailer – did a great job at setting a tone so we we this it's going to be sort of a greedy type of take with a character which fits venom very well i think uh, we we did see a little bit of a symbiote in uh what looked like a containment tube um and it, it looked it, it's black goo which is what you know the symbiote is basically it uh it's supposed to look like uh it does have so sort of a gray tone to it and and that's probably because just having a a 100 black color on screen just, just doesn't look good right it's the same reason why optimus prime has more hues of blue than red um compared to the original material is that you know the red color on film bleeds so uh it's basically the same thing with with a color black where you're not going to have a completely solid black character which it, on screen is not going to look great and that was the same reasoning behind the design the venom design from spider-man 3 so you know you had silver lines across the um, costume itself just because you needed to see something on screen you needed textures that's why these costumes look very different on screen sometimes that being said, it's, I know it's going to look fine. Um, I did see some renders out there of what the character may look like, and it, it looks fantastic. Uh, it looks like Venom, so that's, that's great. It doesn't look like the, like the half-assed attempt that they did on, on Spidey 3. So, uh, yeah, like, you, like you said, Hardy, Tom Hardy is a great, great actor. I know he's going to be fine. Uh, tone looks great. I wanted to see a little bit more, um, but I think they did a great job at, as you know, keeping people guessing on um, what his true form is going to be. Of course, people don't know that it's already a lot of people, like casual uh, viewers, will not know that the villain of the movie that was announced a few months back is is Carnage. So. Uh, we're probably not going to see any carnage at all on any marketing unless it gets leaked on a toy or something like, like what's happening with Avengers. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Avengers and we'll, we'll talk about it after I finish my thoughts, but um, 
it, it looks it, it looks like it's going to be action packed, and it looks like it's going to have some intrigue and mystery based on this trailer alone. I I'm positive. I'm I'm, I'm again just like with Solo. I'm cautiously optimistic because I want this movie to do good, and and like you said, we we, we don't need to know that Spider Man is going to be in the movie. We're not going to we we don't need to know that there's going to be a cameo or there's going to be other characters attached to it. So it was just a, just a teaser. I'm assuming that during the summer, most likely with Ant-Man, we'll get an actual full trailer. Um, Ant-Man's late in the summer. Well, not necessarily late in the summer, but July. But I, I would assume that, I, that, that about time, around that time, we'll get a full trailer. And we'll get probably a tease of what he looks like on screen. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I want this movie to do good, man. Um, again, I like I like I want I want all Marvel movies to do good, man. Not not to not to bash on the DC on the DC fanboys. Okay. I also I also want yeah exactly. I uh, we're cashing the checks over here. Um, so I, I really want you know this all all these things to do great. I want you know DC to get their crap together and actually make a. a an understandable and functional universe. And um, I, I think that if this Venom movie does not um, go too far away from the MCU, then then it's probably just going to be incorporated. So. so here's my question for you. Like, would you have rather, like, we know, we know it, uh, forgetting what we know now, what's happening, that obviously we're having this movie come out and, you know, and what, what the plans are for how it's going to potentially make You're saying it could be incorporated in the MCU. I think it will at some point with the Sony financial situations that's going on. Might as well cash the checks even more and get them in that property, make more revenue off the character. But that's another side thing. But putting all this stuff aside, that's a step back and say as if we were starting from scratch. Would you have rather have had a Venom character being introduced where he's in a Spider in a Spider-Man movie fully, like I'm forgetting the Spider-Man three and all that, but like having him as a villain against Spider-Man, you know, like you get to know the character you have him as a villain, or do you prefer that route that they're going now, where they're giving him a solo movie, not just a solo movie, they're making him a hero character, even though I think it's going to be maybe a troubled hero character, but still going to be a hero nonetheless. Do you mm -hmm. is that is that something that that you you prefer one way or the other? How, what's what's your thoughts? What would you rather have seen? Is my question. Uh, I mean, in a perfect world, I would have loved to see Maximum Carnage. So, I would have loved to That's see. Fair. Yeah, I would have loved to see yeah. Spider Man's already established, mm -hmm. established Venom, and established Venom. You don't you don't necessarily have to have Spider Man going against him, um, but you can establish him as. Uh, you know, an anti-hero to to Spider-Man is like, oh, you know, I hate Peter Parker, and next time I see you, I'm gonna eat your brains, so something like that. You know, and then have the next movie is like, oh wait, hold on, I'm gonna have to eat your brains another day because this guy is worse than me. So let's let's take care of this thing, and then throw in you know Cap and all all the other Iron Fist and these other characters that are in Russian Carnage. Oh, getting excited! Yeah, you're fanboying. So that's in a perfect world. That's what I that's that's what I would have loved to see. So just establishing him as uh, an anti-hero, I think it's great. Uh, I, I think it's fine. I think it's going to work out good. 
that like I said, they do they can't make this so far removed from the MCU. They they'd have to somehow tie it in. Um and that's gonna be the hard part. But I'm hoping that they pull it off. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Yep. And then uh, just real quick, Joel, I don't know if you saw speaking of toy spoiling movies, uh, I don't know if you saw the um picture of the uh Thor of Thor's new hammer that leaked. I did. Uh, yeah, I, did. I think it was yesterday, right? Yeah, it was it was still done this week, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like the classic, you know, axe hammer um type of type of design, but it looks a lot more Guardians of the Galaxy E. And we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> yep, there's definitely connective tissue there. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, connective tissue for sure. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping this movie does okay. So um, we'll see um, whenever the next trailer drops. Joel, Zack Snyder, tell us what's happening. There were some reports that came out. There was a reporter that got upset at something and then started spilling the beans out there. And then fo that was followed by several uh, internet publications, let's call it that, talking about what supposedly really happened with Zack Snyder behind the scenes uh, when when Justice League was filming. So, Joel, if you want to tell us what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to go into this. Um, yeah, it, this is not shocking news to me at all. Like, So what happened this last week is that there was a reporter. I'm not going to say his name or anything because I don't want to put him down you know he's someone who's looking for work uh let's put it that way so because of situation where he leaves a very well-known um publication he was he made it clear that because he just doesn't care anymore because he doesn't have this job anymore and to be quite frank with what he just did with putting this out there i'm not sure how much of a credible job he'll have again because of what he just did and, and that's from multiple other people I've heard who've thought the same thing. He says that because he doesn't care anymore, he decided to drop the beans on something that he had as a, as a scoop. And he never could put it out because the powers that be wouldn't allow him to put it out due to the sensitivity of the situation going on at the time. So he had the scoop that Zack Snyder was technically fired two to three months before we actually heard the announcement of him um, no longer being a part of the actual um, the film because of his daughter, him and his wife, Deborah, their daughter committing suicide. Um, so he had the scoop that this dude was fired, but he couldn't say anything because publication wouldn't allow him to say it because, look, this dude's daughter just committed suicide, and the, the news around it, we, we reported and talked about it here on the show about saying that, like, hey, he had to step aside from this movie um, to be with his family, him and his wife, because, remember, his wife is very actively involved. We won't get into that. Um, but she's a producer on these movies, and he's a director. So they had to step aside because the, their daughter committed suicide and just grieve his family. With this coming out, he's saying, like, I couldn't say anything because of the sensitivity of that time. They wouldn't allow me. So now I'm just coming out and spilling it. This dude was straight up fired. Interesting to hear that. 
uh, I took it with a grain of salt, but I 100% believe it to be true. Um, multiple outlets started to come out right afterwards saying that, like, look, he was, we had all heard this. This is true. This dude was definitely cut. They saw um, some of the, the movie and they were completely, um, the WB heads were like, this is not going to fly. We're not going to let this movie come out this way and we're going to replace him. Um, so, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard more of it, but it's, it, it's, it's fascinating to me just because he, to be in the middle of, the, of filming the movie and then just to say, like, we're not even going to let you finish this thing and let you be fired. It, it was pretty bad. I mean, this is somebody who's dedicated like 10 years to this DC cinematic universe about trying to put this thing together for a while. He's been working on different aspects, him and his wife, um, and really, really worked on it for a long time. And then to hear that, it's like, well, sorry, you're, we're not, we're not going to let you finish this movie. And, and when you're not no longer going to be a part of this universe and probably never going to have the job with WB, that's really a tough thing to be i actually feel bad for the snyders because i didn't think there was any point putting the story out there i i think the only thing that it does do is that it does make the fanboys and fangirls sit down and rather than them petitioning for a snyder cut they realize well that's not going to come now because this dude's been fired so they're just they're not why would wb put snyder's name on there they can't even employ the guy it's just not going to happen yeah that really but, kills that like that speculation that was out there that yeah yeah, it's completely dead. Um, but aside from that, like, I don't know why this guy would put this out there because it's kind of insensitive, in my opinion, to the family. Like, because now this guy's based Snyder and his wife now are basically have to be looking for work now to do other films. Um, my hope is that he maybe does something small or something and gets back into it and that he and his family are able to really uh, come back together stronger than ever. But um, I, I understand the reasoning why WB maybe let him go, but. Uh, it is a peculiar story to have come out the time I did because, like, you this this reporter already lost a job. Why do you need to <laughs> feel the need to this scoop? And that's the thing about the scoop world is like these reporters get very much into like this is my scoop, this is my story, and I want to put this out there, and it came from me, and and I get that, but but um, but yeah, this was a very. I hope my hope is that he actually somehow contacted maybe the Snyder's and was like, look, I have this thing, I don't work here anymore. Are you okay with putting this out there? It's possible he's done that through back channels or something, but I mean, do you think? Remember, okay, so I was just talking about like Deborah Snyder. Like, okay, we talk about Zack Snyder, who's the director for these movies, but Deborah Snyder is very involved in these movies as well as a producer. She is the person, and I've watched a lot of the Bond scene stuff from Man of Steel because I really like that movie. She's the person who casted Henry Cavill. She's the one who said like he needs to be Superman, and I think it's a great choice for Superman. Um, you know, she's the same person who, you know, her and Zach Turner, they said, look, Gal Gadot, she's going to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's the hottest thing right now in DC. Like, her movies are just, you know, her movies is fantastic. And now with the reports of this, shoot, they'll probably make six more of those movies. And I'm not complaining. But I'm just saying, like, these people helped really put this universe together. And they're having absolutely nothing to do with it, not even a back-producing role. Um, you look at the Suicide Squads and all that. Their hands were involved in it. They're gone. It's over. Obed, what's some of the stuff you've heard about this? Uh, you know, it, it's it's a really peculiar situation. Yep. So I remember hearing that there was there was a delay, right, for Justice League. I believe Justice League was gonna come out in the summer, and it got delayed 
to November, if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah. Those were the original thought around it. So I I have heard originally that, and again, this is it may have come from the same person that did this, you know, leak or or however you want to call it. But there was source there were sources out there saying that um, Snyder screened what he had made to executives and I guess some press people and and it was just not good at all like it was like bubble screen was just not good and there's no other way to say this you know and it was unfortunate uh, the wording I heard was that it was unwatchable was the terminology that some of the sources were saying yeah. whatever that means in different contexts but the wording was just unwatchable yeah uh, it, whatever whatever was shown was just not good and I'm assuming that after that, that decision was made to let him go. They had already had Joss Whedon attached to that bad girl project. So they had him, you know, pick up the pieces basically and, and, and finish the movie. Um, I, I, I think this reporting is accurate. And again, just not only because it's been confirmed by other sources, but the way that the movie was basically chopped into pieces and remade, it, you it, you can tell, like even watching from the trailers, like there's scenes, and, and I still haven't watched the movie. Yeah, wait until you see this, Obed. Yep, and and the way the way the trailers were done, like. The first trailer, the, the first real trailer that we got that was like this sort of music video trailer, that's actually very good. I believe that was a Snyder Cut trailer. And the, okay, I mean, wh whatever, there was no lighting, it's all dark and no color, like it's Snyder, right? But once the final trailer came out and we saw that some of the lighting changed, they added lighting, they changed. Uh, filters basically so the movie did a you know it got I don't want to say redone but definitely retouched um, it's obvious in some scenes like there's literally a scene where like one you could tell one whole scene was shot differently than the other where like the whole team's together it's a very intense scene and like Wonder Woman's wearing one outfit and Batman's like in the suit and then the next scene, like it's as if they're in another room, and suddenly Wonder Woman has like a satchel on, and you're know, like, "Where did this come from?" Oh like, no! And it's like it's supposed to be the same, like within like seconds of them walking by, and it's like, yeah. Well, I, I, I'll know in a few weeks when I watch it. Um, but you know, again, what happened to Snyder it, personally? Uh, again, I wouldn't wish on that on on anyone uh we have never attacked snyder as a person and and you know we we're just being you know we, we've just been critiquing his director skills that's that's what we've, we've done uh that being said if if like you said if that cut was truly unwatchable like the reports were and that was the reason why he was let go then I, then I I understand why the decision was made. Um, having all you know, him and his wife being completely cut from 
these projects and future projects that's that's a little much but at the same time you know i i think their involvement their their involvement had their time you know they were involved for a period of time and they were not producing the results that both the studio of course unfortunately and fans wanted so they would have to let him go and that's that's completely understandable from a business standpoint from a personal standpoint i would have loved to see what he had in uh in mind and i guess we'll get a ton of deleted scenes on on the blu-ray i've heard so they, we'll, they've we'll already see. released a plenty of them with the digital version that, that came out already um and okay. i don't want to say anything because i know you haven't seen the movie yet but there's some stuff about certain people that were in the film from storyboards and um certain things people were wearing that were hoping for and never got that were in this that was maybe snyder shot appear excuse me snyder actually commented on social media saying that he did actually shoot some of these things so yeah he's he's getting a little bit um out there saying like yeah this is actually was mine Gotcha. But um, it's it's interesting. We'll we'll never know fully what that looked like. What what WB called unwatchable, we'll never know. Yeah. But you know, I think this movie is going to be the third movie that I've actually that I, that I actually go back and watch the director's commentary on, if it has any. Um, <laughs> if you're curious, the other two movies that I've watched director commentary on, it's X Men Three, and and the fa and and Phantom Menace. <laughs> right behind you because i yeah because i needed to know what they were thinking <laughs> <laughs> what's um, going on yeah so so i i think it, I, I i'm really really curious to see if that movie's gonna ship with the director's commentary because i i can't wait to hear what joss whedon has to say about the stuff and how it went down and how they actually were able to uh put this together so uh, I'm looking forward to it. March 13th. I'm totally going to get it on Blu-ray when it comes out. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Joel, Incredibles 2 had, a, I guess, a, a, again, another teaser. But this one was actually pretty good. Um, I was able to watch it today. And I think it's pretty funny. Uh, it's it's Incredibles. It's more Incredibles. And uh, I think Incredibles was a phenomenal movie. So, uh, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, Disney's back at it. Pixar, they're back doing their magic that they do. They make these solid animated uh, CG movies. And I love the way they kept the authenticity, just from what we've seen in the trailer, of who the Incredibles are. I think a lot of people's fear is that they were going to try and modernize, maybe, or something, and make you make you feel like, oh, this is not the Incredibles, and years later and this character's older or whatever no straight from the trailer it's literally picks up exactly where we left off in the last movie which is what i wanted we all were promised that story of the underminer what was going to happen directly after and we're getting it so that's why i'm very happy about like they're leaving it off and look the incredibles may be the best uh, fantastic four movie we've ever had obed <laughs> pretty much right it's actually it, it that, that's an accurate statement uh, now Fantastic Five, well, Fantastic Six, to, you know, if you count Frozone and now Jack-Jack, because <laughs> Jack-Jack's totally going to have, like, a big part of the movie, you know, like like on the first one. So, you know, you know how it's going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, but it looks good. It looks funny. Um, in uh, I'm sure the writing on this uh, on this movie is gonna be phenomenal too. And 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 what they released was actually pretty good. I really like that scene when uh, um, uh, when uh, Mister Incredible starts reading the book, and then uh, he's falling asleep, and Jack Jack goes like this and just slaps him a little bit, and he wakes up and starts reading again. So that was that was real cute, and <laughs> and and it was it was pretty funny. Um, they, and it looks like it's gonna uh, focus a lot on Elastic Girl too, because uh, she has like, very prominent uh, part of the trailer. Like Absolutely. she's the one, like she's the one that's actually out there doing the superheroing, and then uh, he's staying at home with the kids. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's that's pretty neat, and uh, it, it was pretty funny. So, uh, I'm looking forward for it to it. So, yeah, um, man. All right, so hold on tight, guys. We're gonna go into a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors. Again, these are rumors uh, that have not been confirmed. Uh, there's multiple sources reporting this, but we're gonna go ahead and start with Disney and quality control, Joel. So during the past, few episodes i've been talking about marvel versus capcom infinite and the status of it and um i read today that there's a community call for marvel and the community is trying to keep marvel alive much like um smash melee is alive so the community is doing an, an effort to keep this game alive uh, unfortunately it looks like it's not going to be alive online very long there was a, a, a not a report, but someone um, with internal access to Capcom was saying that the game was going to be pulled from digital stores in October. So meaning you will no longer be able to purchase the game through PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, or Steam. I'm not sure if the online services will be shut down at the same time. If Disney, if if Disney, based on their trends in the past and what they did to Disney Infinity, I don't doubt that at the moment they pulled this game from from the online stores, that the online services get shut down. If that's the case. Uh, Marvel's dead, and there's no going back, and there's no season two, and there's there's nothing, there's no reboot. Um, there's a very strong, yeah, <laughs> very strong rumors that Disney's going after quality control, and and they're listening to fan reception and critical reception when it comes to games. And Disney has a clause on their um, licensing uh, deals that if they do not feel comfortable with reception and the quality of the product they are able to pull the license um unfortunate again i've been saying that that marvel's a, it's a good game it's unfortunate what happened to it it's unfortunate the graphics and and just a another another thing that i heard joel is that disney wants to have marvel Disney wants Marvel to have a certain aesthetic, so that's why these characters look a lot like something that you would see on Clash of Champions on a mobile game, and that's why 
the graphics on this game look the way they look and it was because marvel disney wanted it to look look a certain way um i i mean i'm not devastated but i'm i'm a little bit saddened by by the turn of events if this proves to be real which me personally i think it is um i think that's the case it's unfortunate that uh, they weren't able to release the a bit, to release a better product. Again, in my opinion, the pro the product's good. It's just a, a matter of perception, you know. And and it, and it's unfortunate. Um, Joe, before we jump into the next one, uh, what do you think about um, Marvel's Capcom Infinite, and does it deserve another chance? Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say. Like, it's it's a situation where I want it to have another chance because I don't want it to go out this way. But I also realize like the reality of the business, and I'm like, they have if they have to cut this because of like it's just not performs the way they want. They can't afford to lose anything else or take a gamble, even though <laughs> Disney's got the money to gamble. We all know it. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I, I I understand you know they have to, they have to make decisions that make sense for them and usually Disney makes the right decisions but it's a it's one of those times where man like I just don't want it to go out this way I feel really bad but if I know this is coming spoken to you about this Obed I think I'm gonna run out there and go pick up my copy and I would suggest those of you out there who were into this this or considered it like just go ahead and pick it up while it's cheap now because. That price is going to skyrocket high if they stop distribution and creation yep. of, of this of this game. But man, I just I feel bad about going out this way. But that, that's really my thoughts. This is sad because there's not much to say except for disappointed. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm of a mind that the game, if they really released a graphics update and released a a, a decent season two, they would have made it back. Or they if they do a relaunch like what Street Fighter did with um, arcade edition it's basically a relaunch of the product if they would have been able to do that they would have been able to save marvel and and the community would be thankful because hey you know they fixed marvel and uh the fighter game community is actually i i feels very forgiving because it's it keeps giving games second chances and um not not a lot of communities do that you know if you if you stuck with street fighter and you gave it a chance um, when I can't when arcade edition came out, that was the point. I was like, "Yeah, it's fixed. It's it's great. It's awesome." So, and, and it's like that, you know. The, they keep patching games and and releasing content, um, but they they really needed to um, come out and say, "Listen, guys, this is not dead. Removing it from the Capcom Cup, it's not on Evo." There's rumors out there saying that Disney doesn't want their product to be showcased in in tournaments. So there, there's there's very different you know things and rumors and and speculation going around, but it's unfortunate. Um, but Joel, the big one because this is big. So uh, there's rumor that Disney had Disney higher ups or Disney consumer product higher ups had meetings with ea and they expressed their concern with the reception and the controversy that 
Battlefront 2 had and the, the reasoning be, behind the cancellation of the Visceral Project, which was the uh, a single-player adventure game that Visceral Games was working on that was going to be written by Amy Henning. Of course, he uh, she wrote the um, first three Uncharted um, games. So this is big, man, because this is a licensing deal that's that's huge. This is you're talking about the number one license in the world, and just for them to go back and it's like, all right, I'm taking my toys back and going home, and I'm gonna play with my new neighbor, which is pretty much what speculation is at this point. Is that Disney is already in talks with Activision and Ubisoft, which is also concerning to a certain extent, but um, we'll talk about that in a second, but in the meantime, Joel, what are your thoughts about this? Talk about Disney stepping in, man, and just doing what they got to do. They are the the big boss in all of this. They understand the power of their IP, and they understand, just as you said yourself, that Star Wars is the biggest franchise ever. Um, so if you have the rights to distribute Star Wars games, you should be treating that with a great privilege and honor because of the p potential that you have of X amount of money that you could be looking at to make with this property just for the name itself, even if the game itself is bad. Battlefront 2 is not a terrible game, but certainly didn't live up to what we expected of it, and it still made decent amount of money, not as much as expected, but still decent. It just shows the power of the franchise. So Disney is so smart to step in and say, look, we see what you did with this last game. Now we're concerned because we see about this new game that was already been in development for a while. There's some odd reasoning here. There's some things that we don't understand. Why would you take this away from Visceral? We thought we believed in this. We thought we agreed on this property coming out. It's like someone saying that they're going to do something and then retracting, saying, well, maybe it wasn't that great of an idea. That's not a good business practice, um, having that you know, shaky hand. So I think Disney's saying, look, if you're not going to treat this the way we expect, and they have the right to have that expectation, then they are going to look at these other companies. So Activision, Ubisoft, whoever it's got to be, like – I'm actually, I know like it could be concerning and, and you have to be concerned about where it goes, but I believe that because of the situation and the, the gravity of the attention that happened about what happened with EA and the Star Wars games, like I think that Disney's saying we're not going to let this happen again. And I think Disney's smart enough to learn from this and whatever, wherever it goes or however it goes, I think they're going to make sure from the get go that certain things are established on their expectations and that they're not going to be failed um, with the next property. So, it's a concerning thing just because, you know, I, I actually was okay with it being at EA and I was hoping that, you know, we would get some certain, certain things to come out of it. But look, if it's going to be best for us at the end, the gamers, then let's see what happens. It's a wait and see. Just all speculation, but juicy nonetheless. Yeah. And then, uh, then there was speculation that the project that um, the guys, the, the Titanfall team, uh, totally forgot their name now we're working on that game was being pushed to q1 2020 maybe that that was going to be a next-gen game you know it's it's just two years away but at this 
same time, I, I think that Disney was under the uh, expectation that EA was going to play these things in tandem. I still think Battlefront 2 is a great game. It's a lot of fun. That for that that single player campaign that I had was actually pretty enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know you enjoyed it too because yeah. we talked about it, um, and it was decent. And even then, the multiplayer is great. And it's fun, but but you need to you need to put you know things in perspective, right? Um, Disney is very zealous of their IPs. They're not gonna let anyone any company at all. Um, tarnish their uh, their IPs. I'm surprised that that to this day there hasn't been any issues with, with Kingdom Hearts and how Square Enix is actually able to pull it off. Um, I mean, if they, they, the, the, my reasoning behind this is that 90% of the Kingdom Hearts products are actually very good. You know, the uh, the mainline games, the mobile, the the uh, not the mobile but portal games, the PSP, the, the DS, 3DS games have been good, and and I think they are they Square Enix understands the properties and they respect the properties, and and that's what was missing from EA. They were thinking of Star Wars as a cash cow, and they were trying to take advantage of it they failed <laughs> the you know we did not let them uh both people that did not buy the game and when everyone was up in arms about the microtransactions in the game um at this point there i don't know if they're going to turn on those microtransactions they haven't said anything else they did say that they were going to revamp progression and they were going to turn them on but i haven't heard anything else lately that other project that the uh, Titanfall team is working on has me very concerned now that it could potentially be canceled. From between Activision and Ubisoft, in my opinion, no-brainer is give it to Ubisoft. They they have they they know how to make single-player games. They know how to treat games as service in a proper way, and they and they are, they have been able to maintain three games as a service for the last uh, what three years possibly with uh the division R rainbow six siege and for honor they've been able to maintain those games and still release content so to this day i still i still hear people talk about rainbow six siege and and for honor and and uh, and, and to some extent the division so Joe, just to catch you to fanboy a little bit, can you imagine a, a, a an Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed style Star Wars game? Oh that would my be, gosh! Yeah, that would be pretty neat, right? Taking my money, just happening right there, man. Obed, what are you doing to me in this episode, man? Yeah. Getting me dreaming. I think that would be a great idea. On the other hand, I think Activision really knows how to make competent shooters, so. If they keep doing Star Wars shooters, Activision is is a great choice. They already uh, had that uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare that was very good, and it has like it had like space battles and everything. You know, um, they could definitely pull it off in a in a very competent way. 
you know, they, they're more multiplayer focused, but I, I think Activision still and, and the teams are not are behind the Call of Duty games. Um, you know, Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer and uh, and, and all these guys are very com- are very competent developers, and they they are able to come up with a very uh, good Star Wars game. And I think I think they would actually even treat it with, with respect because now that they see how rabid the the Star Wars fan base is, and and not even that, just the negative reception that microtransactions as a whole have, have had in the you know past year i think they're gonna definitely stay away from that but in my opinion if someone gets it from those two you know ubisoft i would personally if star wars wants to grow as you know a, a storytelling type of gameplay thing um i, I would work with Sony because they have teams that are very competent at, at, at doing single player experiences that are robust and packed and, and and just good. So, you know, but we'll see where this goes. Uh, again, this is green assault type thing. We'll see what happens. Uh, and the next one, Joe, I want to bring in my sign it says, Microsoft, what are you doing? <laughs> and 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 Joe, let's talk about E3, right? We're still a few months away, but this week there was a leak of the preliminary floor plans for E3 in the East Hall of the LA Convention Center. Sony and Nintendo basically on the floor. So it was the big publishers. It was Sony, Nintendo, uh, and you had a couple of smaller publishers. You know, Exceed was there and whatnot. But but between Sony and between Sony and Nintendo, they were each taking about thirty three percent of the of the floor each. Right. Um, when I went and checked the map, when I was like, well, where's Microsoft? I don't see Microsoft on this floor floor plan. That's odd. So I go over to the South Hall map, and I see Microsoft's booth space, and it's the size of Exceeds, which is a niche Japanese localization publisher. So, Joe, what are you? What's going on? Why? Why? Why doesn't Xbox with and with? Basically, new hardware out there have such a small footprint on the biggest show of the year. They have no money. They're so underperforming that I don't even think Microsoft wants to give them any more budget and say, like, you know, you already had your your huge show last year to release this new hardware and announce all this stuff, and it's like, and then not on top of that, like, what are they going to show? Microsoft must know in advance that they don't have enough to even justify financially what they might need. I'm even questioning, like, a press conference. Like, are they going to have an actual conference? If they do, sure, and, and that I would expect it still. But even that, don't expect much. Like, have your, your hopes very low because – 
there's obviously not a lot going on and they obviously don't have the money to do it and it's sad yeah um what i think is that is not necessarily the microsoft doesn't have the money but we're talking about the act the games division of microsoft right. that's what i meant yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so here's the thing here's what i think they they i think they're canceling crackdown three I think that game. I think that game's gonna get canceled, and 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 what they have is just very few other games that they have announced from, you know, indie games, and maybe some, maybe they'll show a, a Halo trailer, but ne definitely nothing playable. Um, my my speculation is that Microsoft is going to. Okay, so here's what I think. Xbox is getting budget cuts, and they they don't have a blank check anymore like they used to have. Microsoft is converting most of their model into a service company, and we I I'm in IT and I see it every day with you know how Microsoft just treats their products now, and I've been doing this for a while. So. I think that they don't have the budget to have a, a great, a, a big footprint. I still think they'll have a show. I don't think the Xbox One X is actually doing great, Joel. Um, I, I mentioned this to you that there was a a deal that I saw on the Xbox One X, and you know X Scorpio or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was the Xbox with a with an extra controller for I think it was like four sixty that we saw the deal and I showed it to you and I was like oh man that's crazy they're like already cutting prices I saw one today that I was it was uh, buy the Xbox One X and get three games free and three three and there was uh do you know what this reminds me of the Sega Saturn when they started giving out games for free. For people to buy the Saturn, I remember that man. So the the other they announced today that they're having like uh, next week, if you buy an Xbox One X, you get PUBG for free. So if you if you get that with whatever offers are going on right now, you can potentially buy the Xbox One X with four games. Obed, you think you're gonna go pick one up? Nope, I have no reason for it. <laughs> it's like I. There's, there's nothing. There's, see, I, I don't, I'm not into racing games. Um, I know, I know that they're gonna come out with a Forza this year, and and that's fine. And I know that those games are good, but I, that's not my cup of tea. So they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna sell me on Forza. Um, I think Halo and Gears of War are good games, and they have their fan base. Never clicked with me, but I know that they're great franchises, and and that's that's great. But it, there's nothing that they can't offer me that I cannot get somewhere else. Now that they're all of their games are on PC, you know, then they announced that the you know that the Xbox. Uh, the, the game service that they have is going to have day one games. Um, my, I, I think what's going to happen, Joel, uh, they are going to come out with a, uh, 
uh, I, I, here's my my prediction. Uh, they're going to come out with a simplified version of the Xbox One X with no Blu-ray drive, uh, you know, cost-cutting, uh, no connect port, and and release that that only works with the with the subscription service, and then and they're going to 100% go go service like Netflix and digital, yeah, completely, yeah, 100% digital. And, and they're not gonna be selling discs anymore. That's my prediction, and, and that's probably gonna be for their next gen uh, product, whatever, whatever that is. So that's still probably, uh, I'd say, a year, two years away. Uh, Where does that put them in the case with like a GameStop or like a Best Buy or you know? Well, I mean, at this point, GameStop can only sell their game cards, you know. And uh, my opinion is that they can sell, they can do what PC is doing now, where you can just buy a box with the download code in it. So they can do that. Like people that want like collector's editions and and all these things can you know buy a a, a case with a with a download code. <laughs> trade, trade trade your codes. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. They didn't. Game, GameStop was working on something like that, and they never, um, they never did it. <laughs> um, I, I've also heard rumors, for, or I've also heard not necessarily rumors, but Xbox users saying that in the last since since the the uh, fiscal year um, uh, ended or the quarter ended since the quarter ended. Xbox Live has been much slower. Uh, things are taking more time to download. They there's a significant or or not a not necessarily a significant but a noticeable change in performance with Xbox Live. Uh, this is budget cuts. You know they're they're cutting it back on infrastructure. Of course, you know Microsoft has a very robust cloud infrastructure, but you know these things cost money. This is just because there's Microsoft. Doesn't mean that these things are free. You know, they they need to pay their company back for their services. So that being said, Joel, um, uh, I think that they're, they're, the Xbox is not going to go away, but it's going to be a service. It's it's going to be an, a, a Netflix style game service that you pay monthly and you buy a box, um, but. Uh, that that's that's where I th see this going. Uh, like I said, I think Crackdown is going to get canceled, um, and after that, Sea of, sea of Thieves is supposed to be good. They they have an Ori uh, sequel that's coming out that looks those games look fantastic. Uh, I know that they've reached out to a few indie developers to get more stuff on the uh, on the machine. We'll see how that goes. Joel, I'm curious to see sales for both Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter to see how those games are performing on Xbox uh, versus other platforms, especially Dragon Ball, because Dragon Ball was has a marketing deal with with Microsoft, and this you know the the, the announcement was made at, at E3 last year at Microsoft's uh, conference. So I'm interested to see what sales numbers, the sales figures for Dragon Ball are, and and you know per per console. Uh, 
Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to find them. I've been I'm actually looking to see if I can get those numbers, and, and I haven't been able to find them. So maybe when MPD uh, drops for next month, we'll be able to see to see those numbers. Or this month hasn't dropped yet. I believe they drop tomorrow, if I'm not wrong, on the 6th. Yeah, tomorrow's the 16th. So maybe tomorrow we'll get MPD numbers for January. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, but, Joe, um, that with with how well the Switch is doing and how strong the PlayStation continues to perform and the PlayStation having several major major titles for this year, uh, what do you think? Do you agree with, uh, you, you know, with what that possible future or what do you think is going to happen it's funny you brought up the completely like digital subscription netflix style based um route because like it makes me remember of when the rumors for the ps4 and the xbox one when they were in production like some of the rumors or predictions at that time was that those were going to be completely digital and that you were not going to be able to um get a physical disc or like even though like it would read discs like watch blu-rays or whatever like your games would be digital or something right there was like the rumors at the time um and i remember people not being happy by it and mixed reactions hearing this i think just because of the corner that xbox has been back backed into this this division of microsoft like the way they've been put now in a place where they're gonna have to innovate to survive like, if they're the first to do that, and it maybe maybe I don't know hypothetically maybe it lowers their costs even from the sense of this, the distribution of these games I don't know. Um, there's might be some some benefit to it from a financial standpoint. Then like, you gotta do what you gotta do, and you know what this last console they can tout it as their high performing you know juggernaut of a console that can kick out this amount of resolution and this amount of power in the, the, the machine. Um, but if you go streaming based, there's only so much you can tout from power, even though, you know, it's, they can, they can do a lot of things there. There's only so far they can go from, from that standpoint with the hardware. It's going to be interesting to just to see. So it, it could be a good strategy. I get it. But I mean, like, man, it's, I, I do hope that they actually do survive like that, that they continue to, go um beyond this console and that 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 xbox still exists out there in a meaningful way um so yeah i mean I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on them by any means it's just uh this is the kind of news but i'm fascinated to see i like your prediction but that's my reaction to it really it's just you know what does that that mean from multiple business aspects yeah um yeah i don't think i think they'll they'll act casual this e3 and they're gonna have a conference and they're just gonna go announce you know a couple multiplayer games and announce one more halo coming in for uh the their current gen and and the next year we'll know for sure what's gonna happen uh it's still nebulous but uh i think that's where their business models it seems to be going to let's see what happens i mean if they innovate in that way you know sony may follow suit but you know and and if they go that route they're gonna keep their fans fans are gonna go with them um but uh at that point is just gonna be a hard sell for the casual audience 
versus a more traditional console. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, you know, um, I, I hope they do good. And, and I know for sure, man, I haven't seen an Xbox One X commercial in a few weeks. And I know that they were promoting that thing very, very hard. Uh, but me personally, I haven't seen a commercial in a couple in a few weeks me already. Either. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been probably a month since I haven't seen one. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how they do. Uh, again, this is all speculation. This is all, or you know, this is this is rumors, speculations mixed with our opinions. So you know, you guys take it, take it however, and uh, and and of course, you can definitely share your thoughts on that. Um, to you guys that are listening, um, just before we head out, Joel, uh, today is the sixth anniversary of the PS Vita. So, Long live Vita Island. Yeah, the the little console that couldn't, um, the the handheld that couldn't. Uh, it's it's a great machine. Uh, it still holds up very well. You know, six years old, games still look good. Uh, it's still yeah, you can still do the uh, uh, remote play, and I, I still use it. I haven't used it in a few weeks, but it's it's there. It works, and uh, it's always. Next to, uh, it's always on my side table, man, uh, in uh, in my living room. You know, if I grab it, I, you know, do a quick game and, and move on. But, uh, yeah, a little console that, uh, in my opinion, deserved better, uh, at least here in the in the West. I know that uh, it's still doing really, really well in Japan, but, uh, uh, but at least in our market. Uh, but, Joe, that's, that's all I got, man. Uh, if you have anything else, we can uh, just go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, um, definitely. Before we wrap it up, I did want to make sure that we took time, Obed, just to acknowledge the fact of the unfortunate events that have happened here in our state. Our show is based out of Florida, and um, I'm sure if you all have seen on the news, unfortunately, there was a recent um, unfortunate event that happened where multiple people lost their lives for a very terrible, senseless um, act of violence and in times like this, it's important for us to unify and for us to stand together as people and um, to really just pray and hope for peace and hope for justice and um, to really just, we just want to let the people out there who know who are affected that, you know, we are thinking of you, we are praying for you, we are hoping um, for you and, and uh, you know, we're believing for peace uh, and that, that's, that's something that, that's needed in times like this. So. Um, just wanted to acknowledge that here on the show before we continue. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just now jumping into the next part here is our social media. I want to make sure you guys stay connected with us at no low time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Give us a follow. Stay connected that way. You also can go ahead and subscribe to the show if you are on our audio edition on iTunes and Google Play. If you're listening through iTunes, go ahead and not only subscribe, but also give us some reviews. Uh, tell your friends about it, share it with them. Additionally, if you're watching us for the video format, that's right. If you're listening to us, yes, there is a video format. If you're watching the video, hi, nice to see you. Uh, we're, we're here on YouTube. At, um, we're no low time on YouTube. So uh, go ahead and subscribe to this channel, no low time. That helps us out. Give, a, give us a thumbs up, like on the video. Drop us a comment. We really appreciate your feedback. and. If you want to talk to us even more, you can send us an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. It's noloadtime at gmail.com. We appreciate your feedback. 
comments, questions, whatever. We, we, we appreciate you all out there. And uh, we look forward to our next episode where I will have seen Black Panther and 40X. So I'm going to have a full experience and uh, we'll talk about Wakanda then. But uh, Obed, that's it for now. All right. Thank you guys again. And we will see you on the next show. Bye.